Welcome, parishioners. Uh, today we are going to church and we are talking about Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> I love it. This is the show where we watch films, talk about those films and the films we're reminded of while watching those films. We love spoilers. It's spoiler heavy, but stick with us. That's the show. So, Baron, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's right. We're oh. at Pentridge Cinema again. Oh, we are. We are. Right. Okay. No, we'll start with that. Let's start with that. We're at Pentridge Cinema again. That's why there's all this stuff going on around us. We did just watch Judith, 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 Judith. Judas and the Black Messiah. I went into this knowing nothing about it. I haven't even thought about it all week. I just knew we had something scheduled. I actually didn't even think about it much. So I went in. I don't know the director who is... Uh, oh, great name too. Uh, Shaka King. Shaka Sh- King? Shaka King, yeah. Um, I, I didn't know many of the actors mm. uh, and I had no expectations. Wow. Did, did you? Um, so I'm quite familiar with a couple of the actors mm. because I think they're great from a film which I'll mention later. Um. But uh, beyond that, I didn't know a lot about it at all. And th- this is sort of award season still. So... All I was expecting was that it was going to be good, you know, because it's, it's, it's another one with a bit of buzz. Okay, let me do a synopsis from IMDb. How's okay, that, let's that just wait for start? the world's loudest trolley to go by. <laughs> okay, let me start with a synopsis from IMDb because I'm too lazy to make it up myself. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, I will find it a bit hard because there's a lot going on in the film. Oh, there's a lot going on. Uh, but IMDb says that FBI informant William O'Neill, Bill O'Neill, infiltrates the Illinois Black Panther Party and is tasked with keeping tabs on their charismatic leader, Chairman Fred Hampton, a.k.a. Messiah. A career thief, O'Neill revels in the danger of manipulating both his comrades and his handler, Special Agent Roy Mitchell. Hampton's political prowess grows just as he's falling in love with fellow revolutionary Deborah Johnson. Meanwhile, a battle wages for O'Neill's soul. Steve, will, will, will he align with the forces of good or subdue Hampton and the Panthers by any means as FBI director J. Edgar Hoover commands I don't know if, if I'm going to do a review on the on the synopsis <laughs> I'm not keen on that synopsis I'm not keen on, so normally you get a one liner on, on IMDB this is a long one well no there wasn't one a little, liner but I, I went okay you went deeper I than went that. deeper okay. and, I'm, and now you're regretting it I'm regretting it yeah Anyway, this is based on, on a true story, yeah, of uh, Bill O'Neill uh, infiltrating mm-hmm. the Black Panther movement while still sort of feeling for them. Uh, but the FBI have something on him and therefore he um, is motivated to, to be a bit of a snitch. To become a Judas. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what right. And the Judas theme is built upon and slowly... Mm-hmm grindingly comes to fruition by the end of, of the film but they really they really sort of milk it I think at towards the end there like it, it, it gets mm. a little heavy handed however the film is called Judas and the Black Messiah so I guess you have to get there in the end you know pretty soon pretty early in the piece don't you who who's Judas and who's the Messiah and how it's all set Clear. up yeah totally and so I guess I'll, I'll just quickly mention the uh, the couple actors that are in there so you've got daniel kaluuya yes. who uh plays fred hampton 
uh, and we would probably know him best from Get Out. He's the main character in Get Out. And, and then you've got Lakeith Stanfield, who's the Judas or his, you know, Bill, um, and he's also in Get Out. Really? Yeah, he is. He's the guy who sort of was already turned into a white person inside of a black body early on and you, you kind of discover what's going wrong what's gone wrong through his sort of reveal mm. that's a terrible description of well, what he does but you know well another terrible thing is that i haven't seen get out oh, of yet, course yes which and now i've just ruined it for you, you no you i did I, mention spoilers i kind of know the you know <laughs> the vague yeah you know boundaries of get out uh, but i hadn't seen either of those actors before i, I was particularly taken by Lakeith, is that his name? Yeah. Hey, Bill O'Neill. Yeah, he's he's great. I thought he was wonderful. I thought Daniel. Daniel was was pretty good, but didn't like because he was meant to be the Messiah. Right. I I felt I wanted even more presence, and I thought it came sometimes. Yeah. But but not always. Yeah. Um, although just to have a debate with myself, when at the end I realised that the real character was twenty one. Yeah, that that's kind impressive, of, isn't it, it? It kind of made me think about the real world and what what a freaking mind he must have had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is shocking, actually, because he's actually in his thirties or something, really, and the presence he brings kind of comes with that age, I think. But to imagine a twenty-year-old standing up in front of all these people and and delivering speeches like that is pretty it's ridiculous. Fun. I can't I can't imagine it, honestly. I could barely string two words together at 21. <laughs> I can barely string <laughs> two words together still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true, as we discover yeah. weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you generally like true stories? Uh, no, is, is the short answer. Yeah, I don't like them either. I don't generally like them. This one had some powerful scenes in it. It had yeah. some really great scenes, but I think it fell flat a little bit where a lot of biopics do the arc of the story there what you want from a good story just is what gets in the way of that is all of the detail yeah. like the, this happened then that happened then that happened and i think sometimes the writer is stuck with like well, i need to tell the story kind of truthfully mm. but i also need to make it an exciting you know hollywood film at the same time how do i reconcile these two things and i think that's where they usually can't come kind of come unstuck because mm. you know this one felt like it did a, a like a fair job at it but it still didn't quite gel you know in podcast because yeah. that's it, my my thoughts precisely there were yeah. some killer scenes killer performances uh and killer scenes but as a whole it just seemed to be too much meandering trying to tick boxes of, of what actually really happened yeah um and that, that made for a like life a messy story not, yeah not a story that's been crafted exactly and what you wanted to get from it and i think this is why the the judas theme felt a little belabored by the end mm. is i i think because of the title i wanted a closer match to the story of jesus and judas like i wanted something that felt like it was thematically tied just a little bit more beautifully together yeah. like it like the story elements were were more closely tied and they didn't quite get there and what did they, they did sort of felt like a little heavy-handed in the end because they yeah. were trying to do that while stay true to all the other stuff you know yeah that's well said it's almost like we've got a story of a snitch and let's just call him judas and right oh yeah if he's judas then there's the messiah oh he's black 
Let's yes. call him the Black Messiah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and the other thing is, is you know, is a chairman of the Black Panther movement sort of the is he the is he the Messiah that you mm. would is he you would call the Messiah of all of the things that were going on or in the sixties around you know Vietnam and you know all of that? Like, I just don't know if, if you would necessarily naturally mm. choose Fred Hampton as as that as that character. Yeah, that's although what I thought. clearly, you know, in Chicago, he had he he had a real presence and you know made a difference. But I don't. Know. It no, feels like it all felt like a little bit of a stretch to me. I think I would have enjoyed it more had it had I not been preconditioned by the title to be looking at Fred Hampton mm. as a you know a messiah figure. If uh, you'd come, if that had all been through subtext, you'd picked out this this you'd picked up this theme of Judas. On your own, yes. That's Wouldn't that right. be great? That's that's exactly Wouldn't right. Wouldn't that be great? I totally agree. Because he um, he evolved, didn't he? The um, the Fred Hampton character. There was a scene that was really good when he, I think it was when he was out of jail and he was giving his speech, and it became really powerful. He's doing some table thumping, yeah, and like that that got the crowd and me going. I think that's when. Jesse Plemons yes was in the audience we have to talk about Jesse Plemons as let's well. talk about Jesse Plemons previously cited in I'm thinking of ending things yes that's uh, right we've covered in this show episode something episode something <laughs> yeah. um, which uh, I I I think that was the first time I'd seen Jesse Plemons uh, and I loved him yeah had which, you not seen him in Fargo did we talk about that at the time? I think you did. Okay. I've seen Fargo, but only a few episodes. And okay. I don't and he's in season well. two, I think. Yes. So I haven't seen him. I think. Yes. Yeah. But, but I liked him. Um, what did you think of him here? Oh, I thought he was great. I, he's such a good actor. Mm. Uh, in fact, the, those, the, the three guys that we've talked about, I was impressed with all of them. In fact, all of the performances mm. throughout, I thought were really strong. And that's not where the film falls down. Like, I... I think where it has troubles is actually just in the in the, the stuff we've talked about already, the scripting and mm. the, you know what the writer was trying to achieve. But there was a moment in that scene you were just talking about where you know we've got um, Fred up on this up on the stage thumping the uh, whatever pulpit, almost lectern, yeah. and and then on the ground you've got Bill sort of standing guard as the Black Panthers did at those sorts of speeches. Yeah. Uh, and Jesse Plemons, who's the FBI agent, who's kind of like his handler, is like in disguise in in the crowd, staring at him, and chanting, "Chairman Fred, Chairman Fred." It was just the most creepy, messed up setup, and and like there were moments like that in this that just worked so beautifully. And I I kind of wished on some level that the whole thing was more of a success. Because yeah. of those moments that were so beautiful, it felt it was moments like that and a couple of others that we may get to, where I thought if you stitch those moments together as a short film, mm. it would have been so powerful and uh, yeah. to, to have the essence of the film without all the details. But Jesse Plemons is interesting because his character is almost one of the more complex ones of the whole film because he clearly was was a man torn. I, th- I thought, like, torn between the idiot Martin Sheen, Hoover, Hoover. Um, and, and just all the white supremacist infrastructure yeah. <laughs> that was in place. Yeah. And 
he knew he had a job to do, but he he, he seemed torn between them two. two. Yeah, and I was a bit disappointed, you know, that he ended up being, I don't know, a bit of a, a bit of an unlikable character. Yeah, big time. But but not not completely. It's almost like he ended up choosing his career over over his beliefs. Mm. Although, that being said, he he had a really strong belief from the start that the mm. Black Panthers and the KKK were basically the same yeah. thing. So he was a little black and white in terms of like, these are extremists and extremists are the enemy. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. It was interesting to have a person that believes that and kind of like them for other reasons at the same time and also understand why he feels justified in fighting the war. But by the end of it, you kind of lose all that because he ends up just doing whatever Hoover wants him to do. Yeah. Which, is, which was the shame, wasn't it? It yeah. was disappointing. I know that's obviously may must have been what what happened, mm. uh, but it would be nice for more complexity, and also like the the white characters. I find this happens sometimes when you you know when there's clear good guys and bad guys. Uh, they were so disgusting. Yeah, you know, like the uh, Martin Sheen as Hoover. Uh, just looked like you, you, there was nothing <laughs> redeeming which yeah. that that may well be but for a a story yeah. and for you know complexities in story that doesn't work well i found martin sheen playing playing hoover and his eyes in particular to be so disconcerting distracting oh it's really the makeup around the eyes i think was a big part of it uh we seem to have the the lower part of his face was his and then everything around here was just bizarrely made up um i mean what one thing i think it worked well in that respect is that you could see the actor in martin sheen shining through like he was he was playing the character well mm. but it was distracting what they the sort of treatment on his face was waste of money though getting martin sheen yeah potentially only to put a whole lot of yeah crap on his face and i didn't i didn't think he he had much of a role no not not really aside from just sort of being over the top gross you know that was the point yeah, right yeah i reckon you could get a lot of people who wouldn't have to put on the um <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> yeah to, to but that's a favorite thing to do in biopics now is to mm. sort of dress you know famous actors up as overweight uh <laughs> full-on you know white dudes from the past like yeah. how many winston churchill makeovers have we had in There's recent years yeah anyway yeah interesting one Anything else, anything that stood out from a filmic perspective, like the yeah the, the the sound or the look or any of those things? I think the film was made well. You know what mm. I mean? Like there was nothing uh, that I would say is particularly going to stand out, other than it was. I think it was made well. I um, I I think the moments that stood out to me were those were actually just like almost they could have been short films in themselves. Like you said, just tight little scenes that were just beautifully done as a self-contained moment. There was the one we talked about with Clemens in the, in the, the crowd. Yep. Uh, there was another great one where you realize that Fred Hampton's love interest uh, has come to the realization that she's pregnant and that Fred is more interested in the revolution than in being a dad. Mm. And, and that she's gonna have to live with that and sort of reconcile these two things. That was some of those, like her performances there were beautiful. 
and nuance mm. and just some of that human drama there was like I just thought it was great. Yeah. Like I, I would have loved more of that sort of stuff, you know? I thought she was better than him. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I thought Definitely. he was um nothing against the actor but a bit trapped in the the idea of his character. Whereas she had some subtlety and you could you could feel there was yeah. things going on beneath the surface. She had more freedom to explore the role, yeah. I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. The same with the guy. The same with the guy, uh, Lakeith, who plays Bill. I mean, he has. He probably had a lot more freedom because mm. there was just was wouldn't have been, you know, loads of interviews and tapes of him, for instance. But he used his freedom well. Like, yeah, I, I felt definitely. He 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 carried it to me. Like I could have watched him all all day. Cause yeah. He was, um, he was likable, but he's doing pretty awful things. What a great face! Great face. It was a great face, and just and as we get towards the end of the film and he's starting to have to do some pretty awful deeds mm. to just keep his freedom because he's as they they would do with these with with people the fbi hadn't had him trapped like it was either go to prison for a very long time or do these things mm. and he'd gotten so far in that you can understand that it just lead to one act after the other that's just slightly worse yeah uh and you could see it, the wear and tear on him like as a performance it was it was amazing to watch no, it was did a great, great job I, th- I thought some of the 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 rest of the cast sort of almost blurred into each other a bit there, yeah. was, there, were, there were a lot of them yeah and I don't could have been from any film with the Black Panthers in them basically yeah like just, just a whole Black sort of, Panther look yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes yeah, yeah exactly and just a whole lot of them and we didn't get really deep into into anyone yeah um, that's true which would have been would have been nice i think because there there were a lot of good signs in some of those characters like the the leader of that rival group what were they called the crown or something yeah the crowns yeah the crowns um i yeah. should know this stuff i'm not good on my history <laughs> but um neither am i yeah. uh but he he had presence I, he did i wanted more from him like, yeah, I he just was good wasn't he he really just yeah. the, the look of the man but just the he only had a little bit to work with but i think he just yeah. nailed it and I would have, yeah. would have liked to dig into there a bit more yep absolutely uh, I saw some there were some some little cameos uh, I just saw Coming to America the other day oh wow Coming to Two. America yeah yeah and the guy who plays the young prince is in this film as well for okay. a moment it's, it's such a small role but it, you know there were a lot of actors in there that I just I I've seen from other other yeah. films. Wouldn't know their names, but you know, quite quite a quite a big cast. So me too. Yeah. What I liked, and I think this was this was playing out early, and lost a bit at the end. I liked the um, insight into the politics within the Black Panther ecosystem. Yes. That that I didn't know much about. Like I, I would hear about the Black Panthers. Yeah, but not really get into the the rivalry with other other groups and how they come together, and then that weird alignment with those Confederate flag guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, I the young ag- lords or something they were. Yeah, I still don't understand the history behind that. No. What's interesting there is that Fred Hampton had this understanding that poor white people mm. uh, in in America also have it pretty shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And so he'd sort of built a built a bridge between them which i thought was pretty great yeah you know, so did i you know I, for that time i didn't i didn't understand i didn't actually know that there'd been any bridge building like that in the past at all and i really just from a historical perspective i mm. i was taken t- 
taken back by that scene when they joined forces. I didn't know how it was going to play out. No, I was and expecting I, some sort of ambush to come along or, yeah. you know, but it actually was... I loved that they, they yeah. got together. Yeah. I thought that was just wonderful. And if that's if that's history, why, why don't we know that sort of stuff? And why yeah. aren't they trying to replay that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I will say for this film that, that makes me think of is that it's probably the most nuanced portrayal of the Black Panthers that I've seen today. Mm. Not that I've gone, you know, seen a lot of films, but I've seen a fair number where, where there are Black Panthers in those films. Mm. And they're usually portrayed in such a sort of two-dimensional way. Absolutely. Like it's, it's more about the look and the sort of aggressive front than anything else. Yeah, and yeah. this really showed you behind the scenes, the politics going within the group what they were trying to achieve, mm. those sorts of moments where they're actually kind of building bridges with other other groups that are different to them. Yeah. I thought that's, you know, that was that in itself is worth mentioning. Anything else um I am I'm, I'm struck by two scenes, especially like the that full on one towards the end where all the the major violence happens and everyone's shot dead yeah. in um Fred's where are they? Are they in, in headquarters? Or? I think they're in the, it, it looked like they were in a head, headquarters or a building where a, a bunch of them are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of, I wouldn't say relaxed through the film, but I was in the zone. I was, I, I was used to the rhythm. Yeah. And that really confronted me. Yeah, it was full on. Yeah, it was full on. Because the, the cops come in looking like a bunch of mafia. You know, like and they're they not don't just look... cops. They're, they're like those same redneck-looking dudes <laughs> along with cops. Yeah, yeah. They don't look like... It doesn't look like a standard police raid. Like, yeah. they all come in looking like the mob, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that was definitely confronting. No other major scenes for me. I did like the music <laughs> at times. There were a couple really great moments with where the score kicked in and it had a great vibe to it. Yeah. Um, and... Beyond that, I think it was it was all just handled kind of well, but there was nothing to stand out. Yeah. Mm. It felt a bit Netflix for me, and I don't mean Netflix in a bad way. Because Netflix is wonderful. No, I agree, though. Um, yeah, it, I know what you mean. Maybe Netflix isn't the right... Like, telemovie. Yeah, it didn't have a, that cinematic quality to it. Actually, yeah. a lot of biopics can feel that way, unless it's something ridiculous like yep. bohemian rhapsody or something a lot of them do feel a little bit telly movie don't they and, and that that mm. that's probably one of the reasons why i don't like true stories generally because I, I prefer the the style elements of film yeah and when you get something like this there there isn't much of that no like, yes there's good performances yes there's a pretty cool story underneath it all but um not playing with form and all that sort of thing which i, I find fun should we get into Remind Me Ofs? Yes, yes yeah. we should. Me first. If you've, if you've got one off the top of your head. The opening scene, which was one of the one of the good ones, I thought, when we're introduced to, to Bill. Yeah. And we see him as a, an undercover. I don't think he was even... Was he, was he undercover? He was pretending to he was be pretending undercover. pretending to be undercover. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he goes into a bar. <laughs> like Dick and, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, Dick Tracy. Yeah. He goes into a bar and he, um, you know, basically tells everyone, you know, empty your pockets and... And then they realise that he's not a cop. Yeah. Um, and he's just trying to steal someone's car. Yeah. Uh, that scene reminded me of The French Connection. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when Gene Hackman enters a enters a bar and does the same sort of stick-up job. Yeah. Uh, and that was had all these kind of awful racial elements to it that, that really made you feel uncomfortable 
especially all these years later. Yeah. Uh, so th it felt like a reworking of that, you know, um, with a bit of um, just just flipping the flipping the narrative of it a bit. So I, I don't know. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a good intro to to the character. Yeah, absolutely. So I couldn't uh, I couldn't shake Get Out straight away because of the two actors. Yeah. There's nothing else really that has anything to do with Get Out, but just the fact that we had these two guys as like two mm. of the main characters, I thought was a really interesting choice because Get Out as, is such a, it's, it's almost become like a seminal film in mm. terms of like, it's a film with, with, you know, with two, well, at least one kind of main black character. It's all about racial horror mm. almost. And, uh, and it also just broke box, box office records yeah. in terms of like what you could do with a horror film and got an Oscar nomination, right? Mm. Uh, and maybe a win, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Um, but like, it's such a big film. And then to take the two, two of the big actors from that film and plonk them into this one was, a, was an unusual choice, I thought, and was a little distracting for me. Uh, but, you know, after being distracted for about 10 minutes, I kind of got on with it. You know what though, we're, we're in a, a new era mm. of, of film and especially black themed films and, and films by, you know, black directors and black, yeah, um, that's true. you know, uh, crews and I, I think, and, and actors. Mm. So it's almost as if the, the same actors are coming to, to prominence and, and getting reused as they should always have been. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, we're, we're now just saying oh you know they were just in that, in that. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i think we're at a moment in history where it's just starting to blossom yeah it's so great we point. are going to see some of the same actors reappear because they're the ones that have made their name in something else that's big you you're just making me think like how many other films i've seen with the same two actors popping up in it mm. over the years and probably not thought much of it uh but at the, at the moment i can't think of any off the top of my head but i'm sure there have been some i'll go and say black Klansman. yes and I feel a bit self-conscious even mentioning Black Klansman because I reckon I've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. And it, it seems that whenever we are doing these films with sort of the, yeah, the, the, the black themes, that you end up referencing the same films. Yeah. I, I, there's an explosion of them. Yeah, there are. Which, which yeah. is good. But Black Klansman in particular yep. it involves um, Denzel's son yeah. infiltrating the clan. Yeah. I, I find that thematically... Over the phone, sort of. Over the yeah. phone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about the, the infiltration part of it. I mean, I was thinking I was thinking Spike Lee already as well. Mm. I've got The Five Bloods, which is the sort of Vietnam-era situation, which is a little bit... which filters into this film. Sort um, of era-wise. Yeah, mm. Spike Lee's whole approach of incorporating... Uh, footage from the period into his films which you get a little bit of just a flavour of that in this but not a lot but Spike Lee does it better I better, might say absolutely because totally. Spike Lee um, has it, it infiltrates like history infiltrates yeah but he's still playing with all the cinematic devices I totally agree I yeah. totally agree it's almost like he uses those as flavour yeah as part of his uh, you know tool bag of like things that he can that he can bring to the cinematic ex experience mm. as opposed to leaning on it and going well I'm going to tell a truthful account of history now yeah uh, you know beat by beat yeah. that's right 
Yeah. Nothing wrong with either version, so this was fine too, but yeah. I'd lean yeah. to the Spike Lee stuff. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, also, I also thought of films like uh, In the Same Vein, Selma, um, 12 Years a Slave. I was thinking about these films where we're seeing a moment in history mm. where um, you're getting a strong push against the establishment. Mm. Um, and... I think any of these films lean on those other films in some way. Um, this one, I think, isn't going to be remembered as like one of the big ones. I don't think. Uh, but you know, we've already talked. We've already kind of covered that. Well, I think the purpose of this historically is just to get the story out there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think you know I need that education. Yeah. And I think the world does to just get more insight into you know what's what's yeah. happened. Um, in history and maybe that's part of it you know it's the accumulation of all these stories mm. that kind of set set the record straight uh, recently you and i both saw trial of chicago seven yes which we haven't talked about yet we may or may not do an episode of we it we may not i yet. think let's let's talk about it now well i was i was reminded of that as well and for yeah. one reason well we've got we've got all the the sort of revolution talk mm. uh which is strong through through both films um, but we also have, in that trial, the founder of the Black Panthers, uh, who the portrayal of that character was so different to anything we saw in this. And the guys behind him, who just seemed like the two-dimensional cut-out Black Panthers that we've talked about as well. They, yeah. they seemed like it, but he didn't. He didn't, no. He, he was, that's right. That was one of the absolute killer performances I've seen for a while. Um, yeah, in uh, that's trial of correct. Chicago Seven. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Because he was the eighth person. He yeah. wasn't meant to. You know, as far as he was concerned, he wasn't meant to be there, and he was just being kind of roped in mm. so they could put him behind bars. Yeah, mm. look, um, whether or not we do a, an episode of that on on that film, yeah, I recommend everyone watches it, uh, and if for nothing else, then to see not only that performance. But to see the history of it, yeah, that just yeah. floored me. That that all of that could could take place. Yep, yep, absolutely. So they bound and gagged him in the courtroom. Yeah, it was incredible. I know. Yeah, I didn't know this. I I had no I had no knowledge of it as well. How I, how 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 do I not know that? That's yeah, not, it's yeah. And what else don't I know? <laughs> no, that's right. And that that yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing. That's such yeah. a big. That that film has so much going on in it, um, but yeah, that was that was a real moment in it, wasn't it? Well, that Crazy. that film actually reminded me just as this this um, Judas and Black Messiah reminds me of Mrs. America. I haven't seen that, which uh, stars um, several people, but Kate Blanchett, yeah, uh, Rose Byrne, mm -hmm. uh, and that's all about the 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 women's movement, you know, in the whatever it was, the sixties. I get confused with. Yeah, actually, it spans quite a quite yeah. a period, and has the um, the lefties, uh, you know, fighting for women's rights, yeah. and the Kate Blanchett playing I forgot her name, uh, basically women for the lack of human rights. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> lack of women's rights, yeah. and um, just just the the fiction fictionalization of you know real history, you know, just played a little similar. Probably yeah. remind me more of the trial of Chicago Seven. Well, I think we've talked about a lot of references. Do you have any others? Look, any any film about infiltrators. Yeah, 
and there'd be a host of undercover cop type films. <laughs> Tons. Uh, the, yes. the one, the interview where they Seth Rogen. <laughs> the Seth Rogen infiltrates. Yeah. The, um, South Korea. Korea. South Korea. Uh, North, North Korea. Korea. Yeah. That's hilarious. And, and any, any of those. Types of <laughs> yeah. There's loads actually. Now that now that you mention it, this is just such a straight take on it. Such yeah. a biopic take on it. I think that kind of, in some regards puts it more into the you just start thinking of other biopics mm. in a way yeah you, do. you know rather than the other films you know in all of the canon that are probably more aligned with it which mm. is a bit dull because it, it had it had moments of more than that it did and yeah. it could have taken off yeah and it wasn't bad but it never took off I agree. I had high hopes for it, and mm. at moments I thought, "Oh my God, here we go!" And mm. you're right. You'd get you'd get a great scene, and then it would just sort of plateau out again yes. until the next great scene. Yeah, it was enough to string you along, but it didn't really ever feel like a complete experience. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Well, I think this though has been a complete experience. Barry. I know. I think so. Um, and why not stop there? Yep. Let's stop it there. See you next week, Doc. See you, Baron. <laughs>